0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Biz. We have a special uh, episode series coming up—the um, fourth quarter of session. It's been a while since we've done a podcast series, and we kind of need to catch up with all of our friends in the legislature and other stakeholders, and kind of get the 411 on what's been going on. So today we have a special guest, Representative Philip Devillier, as well as Lobby's interim president and CEO Jim Patterson. So let's kick it off, Jim.
1: Absolutely, and uh, we we welcome you, Representative Devillier. We appreciate so much. Uh, your good work in the legislature, your hard work in the legislature. And we wanted to kind of talk with you about tax reform. Uh, it's, uh, it's a term that is bandied about quite a bit uh, with probably a lot of different versions of what that might entail. And, uh, and given that, we wanted to kind of get your take on it because you were involved in, a, um, in the chairing of a subcommittee that was formed by the Ways and Means Committee on which you are, are situated as a member. And uh, you were you were charged with the responsibility of chairing several meetings of this subcommittee to look at the uh, the tax structure of the state and what worked, what didn't work, both at the state and local levels. And um, and based on uh, some of that, uh, you also came up with some some legislation. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But wanted to kind of get your take on that journey that you took <laughs> on on that journey that you took uh, through the fall and into, uh, into the early winter, uh, month of, of Jan- uh, January, and, uh, and see um, what you feel like you learned from that, uh, that deep dive into our tax structure.
2: Yeah, Jim, look, thank y'all for having me. I heard the fourth quarter of session that kind of puts a smile on my face. However, I believe this one might be going into overtime, right? Um, no, and, and look, I appreciate your questions. In 2016, whenever I first came in, um, I was tasked with spending, um, months down at, at the Capitol trying to learn about Louisiana's tax structure. And um, it was very, very eye-opening. And, and when you start to be, begin to understand um, the the problems of Louisiana's tax structure, it really paints a picture on where we are and, and why it's so difficult to, to make real substantial changes in Louisiana. Um, and then, of course, we went into special session after special session in 16, 17. Uh, eighteen, nineteen. I think. Look, I think. I, I'm in eight years. I'm at my maybe twenty fourth session already. So it's just incredible. But um, yeah. Richard Nelson had introduced uh, HR uh, last year uh, to set up a subcommittee to study the takes the state's tax structure. And um, Chairman Bishop um let me go ahead and lead the charge on that. Um, I had a vision of just laying out um all of the groundwork on where we are with our sales taxes. Our uh, personal income tax, our corporate income tax, our franchise tax, the complications with all those, um, the severance tax rates, all um, and gas, um, the gas taxes as a whole. Um, we, we talked about credits and exemptions and um, all of the key players that are involved on, you know, how any changes affect certain people. So it was a very um, in-depth dive, I believe, um, just to where members, especially the newer members that are on their first term, could get some of the background information that they weren't able to receive essentially because of COVID. Um, you know, a lot of those members missed two years of the legislature. Um, so they're coming in and asking to vote and, and on bills that essentially affect uh, the tax structure in Louisiana. And it's really hard to do um, when, you, when you don't understand, you know, how it affects everyone um, out there.
1: Well, and, and, you know, you all did a real good job of making sure that in all of that, you were contemplating the impacts on the state revenue base.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, most of your listeners uh, would appreciate that we did have um, some, some substantial tax reform measures that um, we passed and they voted on a couple of years ago. And today, when you look at uh, the collections, uh, we're in the middle of those collections. So we don't really know the impacts on the reforms that we've already made um, and, and how that's going to impact not only our constituents, but the state as a whole, uh, you know, for the state FISC. Um, but we did have um, a tremendous amount of conversations on um, the, the changes that we made. And we, we actually went all the way back to Steli, um and, and, and fast forward to where we are today. And we're just anxiously awaiting to see how the tax reforms that we did put into place, um, how it affects things today.
1: Yes, because it appears that we're uh, we're actually enjoying at this time some sen- enhanced revenues uh, to the state, and that's having an impact on the budget talks, but I'm not going to trouble you with uh, a deep dive into that. I want to kind of talk about the bills that you did file this session uh, to trigger, and, and I think that um, uh, Representative Richard Nelson had a few of his own, but to, to trigger a discussion, uh, at least kick it off, uh, maybe even prepping for the, the next term when hopefully we can get some of this tax reform done. I know that one of the things that you, uh, observed during the process of your, your subcommittees meetings that the, um, the ability to address this without causing injury to certain taxpayers, uh, while at the same time benefiting other taxpayers was uh, somewhat complicated.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I think everyone hears, um, I, I guess that the talk about getting rid of the uh, personal income tax or the corporate income tax, the reality of it is when you look at what does the the state general fund collect from a, a personal income tax when it's close to four billion dollars that's a lot of revenues When you look at, at the the corporate side, um, when you combine uh, corporate income and franchise it's close to another billion dollars so that's five billion dollars that we we've, we're, we would love to see go away. but how do you replace that revenue and and, and is that possible? Um, So certainly, you know, that stems a conversation on how can you do it responsibly. Um, And you would hope, we would hope that we would generate a better um, business climate in Louisiana when you attract businesses to want to be here. Um, We keep our children who are getting great educations here to stay in Louisiana, work in Louisiana and hopefully retire in Louisiana. That creates a tax base to pay for things that we would all like to see, which are better roads, bridges, education and things of that nature.
1: Absolutely, and, and I'm sure that in your mind you're, you're anticipating an opportunity in the next term to do some of the things that, that the bills you filed uh, might have achieved uh, if we had had the time and the ability to do it. Um, one of the things that I think is going to be critical going forward with any of this reform is going to be communicating to the voters at large why this is necessary, why it's important, and then, of course, crafting it in a way where the, the hurt to particular taxpayers is minimized and is basically allocated across the base of taxpayers so that everybody is maybe hurt a little bit, but nobody is hurt too much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, I, can t- I, I mentioned earlier about 2016 when I came in, I spent a lot of time in Baton Rouge. The, my vision with, with the subcommittee that you had mentioned earlier is we come in with a brand-new legislature, and, and we hit the ground running, you know, as soon as we're sworn in to where we can bring members in. We can go through this whole subcommittee report again, um, acclimate all the new members or the new members on ways and means uh, to where we can show where, where, where were we, where are we now, and where would we like to go. And um, I really believe that we're going to see a lot of great changes in Louisiana in the very near future. Um, but educating our members are important because they have to go back home and actually sell a lot of this to their constituents. Um, one other thing to mention, though, in the tax reforms that we've passed, a lot of things were taken out of the Constitution. So that will allow us to do things in, in the legislature without having to go to the vote of the people, which I think members um, would would appreciate. And so are our constituents. Let's just do the right thing with our tax dollars.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I am looking forward to having an opportunity to work with you uh, in the next term, my friend, when you come back and uh, try to see if we can't move this needle in a significant way, because, You and I both know that our state has been struggling uh, with a loss of population. Uh, We want our kids to remain here, uh, but it's kind of hard when we have the the tax structure that we have at the moment.
2: It's complicated, for sure. And, um, again, I think that when when we look at our, our personal income tax, our corporate income tax, our franchise tax, our sales tax, and that's really, really complicated. Um, you're looking at streamlining the sales taxes, uh, centralizing the sales taxes. Those are all the things that we're on, I mean, the cuffs of doing now. Uh, when I started here eight years ago, certainly it was conversation, but I just didn't really see a path to, to being successful with that. And um, I think with our leadership that we have in the capital today, we've accomplished a lot of things. And you're going to see a lot more investments in infrastructure. You're going to see us continue to move the needle. I think the franchise taxes is really and truthfully fixing to go away. Um, That's that's great. Um, I've certainly shined the light on uh, severance taxes and the problems with that. Um, but we're going to have to take a closer look at all these exemptions and credits and see, you know, where the credits and exemptions are paying off and where the return on the state's investments really isn't all that great. And When you do all those things, I think it just sets us up for success.
1: Representative Philip DeVille, uh, we appreciate you so much uh, taking time out of your busy schedule because uh, you are in the throes of a session coming to a conclusion. Um, While that is welcome, uh, there's a lot of work yet to be done, and we appreciate you taking your time to to visit with us today.
2: Absolutely, and look, I've always appreciated my um, relationship with Lobby. Y'all have certainly helped to um, lead me in the right directions, the right path. Sometimes it has been difficult Um, just, you know, because I have a hard time understanding some of these things. But uh, y'all certainly helped me, and I appreciate that a lot.
1: Well, the pleasure has been all ours, my friend. Thank you so much.
2: No less.
0: All right, Rep. Davilia, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. I know you have a busy rest of the day, so we appreciate you. Um, I did want to flag for the audience that if you go to the legislative website, which is legis.la.gov, on the left-hand side of the page, you'll see fiscal information. If you hit that tab and go to the House Fiscal Division, you can scroll all the way to the bottom and find all of the info we were talking about today on this episode um, under Ways and Means Tax Structure Subcommittee. So check that out. If you have any more questions, um, and stay tuned for more episodes of the Biz coming soon. We're kind of doing a fourth quarter of session where we talk um, the status of CCS, education, the budget, all the major items everyone's talking about. So stay tuned. And as a reminder, you can get episodes of The Biz wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.